0: Hello and welcome to level 70 of 3 Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host Tom Knight, good to have you back here again. This is the bi-weekly indie game trivia podcast show, all to delight your ears. And I do have a little update about the world of 3 Extra Lives, which I'm going to use one of the segments for, the middle segment in today's show, just to go into a little more detail with that. Don't worry, it's all very exciting. It's all very good news. And it's something that I've been hinting at over the past few levels. So with that said, let's not hang about. Let's get on with the show. (laughs) So one of the big success stories in February 2021 was a game called Coral Island. And Coral Island took to Kickstarter to get funding for its reimagined farm sim game inspired by classics, grow crops, nurture animals, and befriend islanders. Now, a very similar collection of words together there for video games that you've probably played in the past. It's a classic genre of just building your island, building your farm. You know, we've seen it very recently with the likes of Stardew Valley. And we've also seen it in many games in the past that that inspiration is continually took forward and jigged about a bit and made just a a little bit different. And Coral Island actually is created by Starway Games. And this is a small team coming out of Indonesia actually. And the team consists of 20, members currently as of March 2021. This includes both permanent members. In addition to that, there's also remote collaborators. This is their first game as a studio, but their team is comprised of veterans and junior game developers. So if Coral Island took to Kickstarter and it absolutely smashed its goal, it went over 2,341% of its goal as it raised A magnificent 1.6 million dollars and through that it also managed to hit all of its stretch goals as well including mini games, bug catching, an expanded museum, porting onto the console and switch, mod support and multiplayer. So this game is going to be huge when it comes out and it was funded in less than 36 hours as well. And when you take a look at this, you will see a lot of inspiration from farming sim games. You will see inspiration from the likes of Animal Crossing. You see this diverse cast of characters that some of them are romanceable. There's also members of the town. Again, looks like a very diverse cultural collection of characters as well that are coming from this team based out in Indonesia. At first glance, you you will probably think, oh, this looks a lot like Stardew Valley, except with a more modern cartoony feel, I guess, is the is the visuals on that. And it's obviously taken a lot of inspiration from Stardew Valley as, as many games will do and how that game took inspiration from the likes of Harvest Moon. And there's gonna be like range of crops that you can plant, creatures on the island as well. But probably something that I haven't really seen done in one of these games is it's expanding on the ocean as well and you're going to be able to dive into the sea, collect items off the seabed, make home for rare fish. You're going to be able to take care of the ocean as well. And that's something that hasn't really been touched on in farming simulator games. Because it's more to do with cultivating the land. And this one is taking a focus on the ocean around it. I mean, it's Coral Island after all, and definitely a lot of symbolism as well with regards to the ocean, and being on an island. There's also going to be exploration of abandoned caverns. And with regards to building your own house and upgrading that, looks like there's a lot of inspiration there from the likes of Animal Crossing where you can expand your house. You can decorate your house inside as well. Lots of customizable items. There's going to be fishing. There's going to be a skill tree where you can upgrade how you harvest crops or how you socialize with other characters as well. So really, I think if you are a fan of Stardew Valley, if you are a fan of Animal Crossing, if you're a fan of just these type of games in general, it looks like all of the great elements that we know and love about those games are coming together to form this new game, Coral Island. And it also features the Coral Three, which are known as the goddess of flowers, Merfolk and giants, so there's a bit of mythological aspect to the island as well, and I'm sure the stories that are told through these creatures as well will provide a different aspect from games that we perhaps have seen in the past. And of course, there's always a bad guy, isn't there? Pufferfish drilling core. They are a disgraced company whose goal is to drill oil on and around Coral Island. And they are going to be lobbying their way into the community, trying to collect properties and secure voting rights to take over the island. So it's going to be interesting to have that environmental aspect in the game as well, where you're trying to save Coral Island, you're trying to make it thrive, trying to support its ecosystems while you have this evil corporation in the background trying to stop you from doing that. So yeah, what a massive success this was on Kickstarter. Very excited to see how it fares. If you didn't manage to catch the Kickstarter, there will be a pre-order page coming up soon if you did miss that. And there's gonna be an alpha released in June 2021 with early access in late 2021. And the full PC release is gonna be coming in late 2022. So it won't be long before people start getting their hands on this game, being able to provide feedback and early access. You can also wishlist it on Steam. I'll include all the links and a trailer for Coral Island in the show notes for this episode. So be sure to keep this one on your radar if this type of game is your thing. I think it's going to be pretty popular when it comes out. And as these games do, you can really get invested in them and you can just lose yourself in a whole new world. And I think a lot of people are going to be doing that and I'm probably going to be one of them too. So let's get our flights booked. Let's get our suitcases packed and get ready to head to Coral Island. It's trivia time. So I was talking about Coral Island, which is created by a team based in Indonesia. And here we go. Geography question. What is the capital of Indonesia? Is it A. Surabaya, B. Jakarta, or C. Bekasi? The correct answer is Jakarta. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And here we go with the second segment of 3 Extra Lives because I hinted at it at the start of the show. And yes, a little bit of an expanded announcement for the world of 3 Extra Lives because I am going to be hitting the Twitch. No, not with a big stick. I've confirmed a streaming schedule to play more indie games, to give more coverage to indie games. I'm expanding the world of Three Extra Lives because I have been doing this podcast now for just over two years as of recording and I want to do more. I want to do more for indie game awareness. I want to play more indie games and I want to discover more titles and get more eyes on games that perhaps people don't know about and that's kind of always been my goal with Three Extra Lives. I'm here to root for the, the underdog, root for the indie games and I get a lot of pleasure from doing that. And like all things it's taken me a bit of time just to i'm not going to say get the courage but just i think in these times get the energy to formulate what i wanted to do and to work out how i was actually going to do that as well and when i was going to do that and of course these things are not always easy and they say when you do hit the world of twitch that having a routine having a schedule is definitely beneficial i've done some twitching in in the past before but nothing on a routine or a schedule like that so it's a little bit daunting a little bit scary but I am going to embrace it and I've got some plans for some episodes to go out onto Twitch and I'm very much going to be keeping the same kind of theme that I do with the podcast with regards to talking about indie games trivia it's kind of my main narratives of course and that's why you're here that's why you come back and listen to this show so very quickly i'm not going to make this segment very long at all i'm just going to tell you very quickly about some of the ideas that are going to be going out there so we've got the one hour indies which i'm going to be showcasing three games in an hour it's also going to be trivia in there as well that's going to be upcoming indie titles utilizing the upcoming demos on steam as a way to play games that aren't out yet but to get people aware of them, get them on people's wish lists, helping with those algorithms. That's kind of what I'm thinking about there. I'm also gonna be doing indie game playthroughs from start to finish of certain indie titles there. And another big thing that I like to talk about a lot is free to play games. And free to play games is something that there's so many free to play games out there. There's some great ones. There's some questionable ones, no doubt. But free to play games are of course very accessible because they're free people can play them download them no charge and I know there's a lot of titles out there that deserve a bit more time a bit more coverage and also make people aware that they're out there because it's very easy to miss there's always a large volume of games coming out every single day now but it's really hard to keep up with everything that's going on and even myself as someone that has peepers on video games and indie games every single day I even can't keep up with everything that's coming out so I'm going to be playing free to play games on a Friday, free to play Friday. And yeah, that's basically it. That's basically announcement. I don't wanna ramble on too much in this segment because I know you're here more to hear about indie games and trivia and not just me promoing something, but I wanted to take the time just to give this announcement on the podcast, twitch.tv forward slash free extra lives. Gonna be going into more depth in the indie game field than I have been in the past. And of course, if you enjoy the show, want to get a bit more three extra lives you want to get a bit more content head over there give us a follow be absolutely delighted to see you there and of course if you're listening to this and you've thought about jumping into streaming or you haven't or do you have some favorite indie game streamers i of course love to hear any sort of feedback that you have at all so get ready set twitch coming to you twitch.tv forward slash three extra lives It's trivia time. So I was talking about Twitch in that last segment. Also a bit of promo for myself. Why not? It's my own podcast after all, but here we go with this trivia question. As of March, 2021, only four brand accounts appear in the top 50 of most followed Twitch channels on Twitch. I want you to tell me the odd one out. The one that's not in the top 50 from the following list. Is it League of Legends, Counter-Strike GO, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Minecraft? The correct answer is Minecraft. It only has around 200,000 subscribers, only as of recording, where the others mentioned on the list range from 2.5 to 5 million followers. Did you get that one right? If you did, Give yourself an extra life. And finally on this level of free extra lives, I'm just going to put it out there and say that I haven't had much time to play indie games, not because I've been bearing a Twitch schedule, but because I have got lost in the world of Valheim. Yes. I've been suckered in to Valheim. And Valheim is a brutal exploration and survival game for one to 10 players set in a procedurally generated purgatory inspired by Viking culture, battle, build and conquer your way to a saga worthy of Odin's patronage. Now this is developed by Iron Gate and published by Coffee Stain Publishing. And Valheim has really taken the world by storm. And it's quite surprising because not really sure how. So Valheim released in early access on 2nd of February 2021 on Windows and Linux on Steam. This game was developed by five people and they built on development work, which one of the developers had actually undertaken as a side project in his spare time. And after a month of release for Valheim, it had sold 5 million copies and was one of the most played games on Steam. Quite incredible. Valheim has received a lot of positive reviews from critics and players and as of the 3rd of March 2021 the game is ranked as number 39 in the best user-reviewed games on Steam of all time quite an impact for a game that's just in early access and has just come out a very small indie team and there is lots of questions about why is this game done so well because it's not a new genre that is come out here it's again that classic survival aspect it's collecting your materials building shelters fighting enemies collecting materials upgrading your materials there's also cooperative play in this game and there's also optional pvp combat if you desire to go into that so in this game you start off you make your character you spawn in to a world, massive world it might add, that will take a very long time to explore. And I have put about 20 hours into the game so far, and when I scroll out the map of all the areas I've explored, it's really just a speck on the map compared to the entirety of it. And that's very exciting that there's so much to explore, and I feel like I've explored quite a bit already, but it's nothing to compare. To the grand scale of this game. The game operates with multiple biomes, which you can progress through throughout the game. You start from the meadows, and then you'll progress into the black forest, the swamp, the mountains, the plains, ocean, mistlands, the deep north, and the ashlands. And these get progressively more difficult, the enemies get harder, and that's why you need to progress through these areas. Collect the materials from those areas, upgrade your items, upgrade your buildings, build defenses from attacks that can happen at random. And there's a range of combat in this game as well, from one-handed to two-handed weapons. There's shields, there's longbows. And you can travel throughout this world, either by foot or by boat. You can build boats, there's rafts that you can build, and you can also eventually build Viking longships. And it's a lot of fun, actually, to take to the seas and get the wind at your back and just sail across the ocean and get eaten by sea monsters. That's something that's happened to me, unfortunately. And just trying to pinpoint why this game has been such a success, because when you look at it, it's a very unique art style. I saw a review on Steam actually, and it definitely summed it up quite well. It said it's got textures like a PS1 game, but it's got lighting like a 2020 AAA title. And when you mix those two together, it actually works really well. The atmosphere that this game generates, the environments and the background music as well. Just the combination of all this mixed in with the Dark Souls, Skyrim combat element, the exploration. There's also these five bosses that you need to conquer as well in the various biomes. Just this complete package, which again, this game's in early access. There's still quite a way to go with features to be added to it it feels like there's so much there already that it's really hard to wrap your head around. But I've been playing this with my good friend Marty from the Two Nerds Maybe More podcast. And like I say, we've put about 20 hours into the game in only a couple of days. And we spent that time building a base, we've been going out exploring, again, into this procedurally generated world where we don't know the layout, we don't know the dangers, and we venture out into this world and we're collecting materials. You have to manage certain elements as well, like your hunger levels, which keep your health up high. There's also the temperature as well. If you drop too low, then you're gonna have less stamina to do actions. Again, that prevents you from going to certain areas straight away as well, like the high mountains, because they're too cold, you're not prepared. You need to go through the stages of the grind, let's call it, which doesn't feel too grindy. You create tools to build items as well. And the great thing about this is once you've built a tool, you never have to remake it. You just go to a crafting desk and you can repair it straight away without any resources. And it makes for a more fluid crafting system where you're only collecting the materials you need to build and you're not worrying about the tools that you've created. You can just repair them without any hassle. If you do have any sort of feelings for exploration and survival games, I think Valheim is just totally taken everyone by surprise and i know some people will jump in and go i just don't get it i don't get why it's so popular but there is just something so satisfying about this game the combat feels good feels fun even chopping down trees is highly entertaining because the trees can kill you everything so far about this game is just highly satisfying and there's always that curiosity of wanting to upgrade your items and explore these dangerous areas when you first get into them because the enemies are harder and if you die you can always go back and retrieve that items as well. So it's not too punishing but at the same time you can minimize your risks by building bases, building a bed to set a spawn point nearby. Then when you get to a certain power level as well you have to locate these rune stones to summon a boss which then will drop an item which will allow you to unlock crafting recipes because that's how this works as well that when you pick up a new item or a material that unlocks recipes for you to create new items from buildings to weapons to other items that will be useful to you on your journey of survival and exploration but yeah valheim it's an absolute steal at its early access price currently it works at about 15 pounds and like I say, I've dropped about 20 hours into it in only a few days and I can see that number growing ever so more over the next weeks and months and especially as new content gets added as well. There's a roadmap there that's going to be fulfilled if Odin wills it and very excited to see where this game goes, especially now that it's blown up and that has sold over 5 million copies and has probably taken the development team by storm as well. So. It's going to be very exciting to see how this game gets built on based on its success so far. So grab your Viking helmet, head to Valheim and praise Odin. It's trivia time. So we were talking about Valheim and you know what's coming. It's a Viking question. The 22nd release in the Assassin's Creed series was released in 2020 where the player controls Ivor, a Viking raider in the title game known as what? The correct answer the correct answer is Assassin's Creed Valhalla did you get that one right if you did give yourself an extra life and here we are once again at the end of another level of three extra lives how did you do on the trivia this week why not let me know over on social media at three extra lives you can find us at Facebook Twitter and Instagram or you can email the show podcast at three extra with any feedback that you have about this show and of course like always you can head over to 3extralifes.com for the show notes for this episode you can find everything that I've mentioned soon I have to go searching and it will all be there for you at 3extralifes.com and of course as mentioned during the show if you're enjoying the podcast and you are into the Twitch scene as well go give 3 Extra Life's a little follow over at twitch.tv forward slash 3 where the confirmed schedule is now in play and you will see 3 Extra Lives going live at least three times a week. So if you want a bit more of this, then you know where to go. That's everything for me for this level of 3 Extra Lives. I thank you very much for tuning in and I will see you all in level 71!